Did you know that one out of every 432 Native or Pacific Islander women are living with HIV that know? One out of 256 Hispanic women are living with HIV that know. One out of 943 Asian women are living with HIV that know. One out of 941 white women are living with HIV that know. One out of every 54 black women are living with HIV that know. Women who use prep P like a birth control pill. It's a medication that can prevent contracting HIV. 48% of white women use PrEP P. 18% of Hispanic women use PrEP P. 16% of black women use PrEP P. Some people think it's faster to go to the ER for STI screening because that's the best place to go, right? Well, you'll end up getting stuck with a pretty fat bill. At Nashville Cares, one of Nashville's leading HIV nonprofits, they offer free HIV and Hep C testing Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Their address is 633 Thompson Lane. Their partner location, My House, is a wellness and community center for queer people of color. It's located off of Harding Place at 442 Metroplex Drive, Building D. They offer free HIV testing, and the clinic also offers a full panel STI screening for about 20 to 25 bucks for those who are uninsured. However, they will not turn anyone away that cannot afford to pay. Any gender identity or sexuality can use the clinic. Appointments must be made for the full panel testing. Lentz Health Department off of Charlotte Pike is by appointment only, and they will do a full panel STI screening for about 10 to 20 bucks, insured and uninsured welcome. You have the information now. Please use it. This has been a public service announcement by the Queen's Table podcast. Thank you, Miss Corey Elizabeth Royoya from Black People Making Moves Nashville for the information. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Queen's Table Podcast. I'm your host, Marissa J, and today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day trial at www.audibletrial.com slash TQT. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. If you still have one of those. <laughs> I mean, who has an MP3 anymore? Anyway. For you, the listeners of the Queen Table Pod, the Queen's Table Podcast, oh, I can't talk today. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 
30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I'm going to try and speak on a new book every episode, so if you have anything you'd like for me to discuss on the show, let me know. You can email me at tqtpodcast at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at tqtpodcast and drop me your favorite Audible books. Don't have one yet? Now you have a reason to use that free trial. That's www.audibletrial.com slash TQT. Today's episode is based on the book Free Syntonia. You can find it on Audible or pick it up wherever books are sold. It is truly an amazing book and definitely one on my Rissa's Audible faves list. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> Hey, I think I just thought of a thing. We might have to do a little something with that. Okay. Okay. Well, enjoy the episode. It's super short. Probably shouldn't even be called an episode. Maybe a bonus. I don't know. Just enjoy. (laughs) So I haven't put out an episode for a while. And if you follow my blog on my website, you know a little bit about why that is. Um... There's been a lot of personal stuff going on, but as soon as I got back into my groove, I go to catch up on the news and all I have to say is what in the actual fuck is going on? Like, I don't even, I don't know. (laughs) I can't even keep up with the White House because literally every single day for the last week and a half, something new happens. And I won't waste my time going over all of it because by the time this episode airs, he'd have committed, I don't know, five, six new crimes. But aside from the presidential fuckery, Sintonia Brown, or I'm sorry, Sintonia Brown Long, she got married, congratulations, uh, came out with her new book, Free Sintonia, My Search for Redemption in the American Prison System, which is amazing, by the way. She came out with it on October 15th. And while her story is one of an amazing heroism in dealing with uh, all that she had to to go through, all that she went through, uh, the realization that everyone from the public school in which she attended to the police and the detectives on her case to the corrupt judge that presided over her case to the juvenile hall, which she was placed in, to the COs at the prison that she was, the prison itself, everything, all of it had failed her. She was one of the few that got out. But what about the countless other kids that have had the exact same story and are still suffering? Where's the oversight? Where's the justice in all of this? Now, don't get me wrong here. I don't want to take away from her success in anything. I just want to address the fact that this system, our system, it's broken and we don't do anything to fix it. Yes, she's free, and that's wonderful. She's able to live a wonderful life with her new family, and that's beautiful. But I'd like to focus on what we can do as a community to keep this injustice from happening again. When the school she attended noticed that she was acting out, they didn't help her. They didn't get her help. They didn't attempt to figure out what was going on with her. She was a very smart kid and a great student. She was in accelerated classes. And instead of trying to figure out what was going on with her when she started acting out, they just suspended her time and time again. No one cared. And if someone had, she may not have ended up in prison in the first place. 
Our education system is trash. Let me repeat that. Our education system is trash. And it's a damn shame because I personally know several teachers who came into their professions to help kids. Like they genuinely wanted to provide help that Syntonia was never even offered. And the poor conditions of these schools, lack of funding and underpaid educators, it's exactly why Syntonia and young girls like her and boys fall through the cracks. There should be no reason why in a first world country like America in 2019, the teachers have to moonlight as Uber drivers or have any second job at all. They're grooming our future generations. Don't they deserve a living wage? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's teachers should have a lifetime of free everything. Let's say your doctor got it paid as much as the the average American elementary school teacher and worked under the same conditions. You can't even fathom that, can you? Yet their jobs are just as important. They save lives in the immediate. Teachers groom lives for the long run. Penny Schwinn, I'm talking to you, darling. I'm talking directly to you. What are you even doing? You've been Tennessee's education chief long enough and haven't done shit but run around the state and talk. Oh, you love to talk. Talk to kids and superintendents and take cute pictures with the kids. But what have you actually done? Nothing. And she won't do anything because that's what Governor Bill Lee wants. Yeah, Bill, I'm coming for you next. I'm coming for you. (laughs) You've been our governor for 10 months now and so far have blocked every proposal to expand 10 care. And for those who don't know what that is, that's our state's Tennessee's Medicaid program. And he supports banning abortions at six weeks, weeks, even though that directly defies Roe v. Wade. But I digress. He doesn't have any qualms about saying that, that that abortion should be banned at six weeks. So let's get this straight. Just to give birth, that's not including the prenatal care for 40 weeks, because that's how long you're pregnant, 40 weeks, you could be forced to pay $12,000 or $17,000 if you have to have a C-section for a baby that you didn't even know about until you were eight weeks pregnant. You can't get help in having said baby because the state's Medicaid program was cut and you couldn't help prevent it because, as he said, back in November of last year to the Tennessean newspaper, he's trying to keep Planned Parenthood defunded. So now these kids are going up in an environment that their parents can't afford, going to schools, and let's just say they have two parents. Going to schools where the teachers aren't getting paid enough to care, sending them to corrupt court systems and make no mistake about it, this state is flooded with corruption. When those schools fail them, they ship them off to prisons where he makes the profit in order for them to rot over minor infractions like possession of marijuana because he believes in exploring CBD rather than to just legalize and help your state thrive. Fuck you. Fuck you, Billy. I said it. I said what I said. Fuck you. I am so sick of these thieves in office. I vote. 
I help others register to vote. I help those who don't fully understand who they're voting for, for what policies each each candidate stands. I do my part, but the system keeps failing us. Trump lost the popular vote. And this isn't even the first time that that's happened. In 1824, Henry Clay won the popular vote by over 47,000 votes. But John Quincy Adams won the presidency. In 1876, Rutherford B. Hayes stole the presidency from Samuel Tilden. In 1888, Grover Cleveland lost to Benjamin Harrison. In 2000, Al Gore should have been our president. So what the fuck am I even voting for? I've lost faith in the American experience long ago. So now I'm asking, really asking here, what do we do? Where do we go? (laughs) How do we actually make any kind of change when the system is rigged to do whatever the fuck it wants? And when are we going to wake up and realize that our government is not for the people and it damn sure ain't by us? (sighs) Let me know. Email me. Hit me up on Instagram. I, I don't have a fucking clue anymore. That said, we all came from Africa, y'all, so stay black. <laughs>